Hey, music executives, before we hop into the show, I've got three quick requests. One, consider becoming a supporter of the show. You can do so by clicking the link in the description of the podcast. Two, if you haven't already, or if you have already, go stream our latest single, Gold Star. It's under the name Sentimental. Yes, rebrand. Yes, it is happening. Sentimental is now my new artist name. Nonetheless, go stream the new song, Gold Star, that myself and Dank Studios just released. Number three, if you're looking to promote anything on the Music Executive Podcast, please email me at sentimentalproductions at gmail.com. We are expanding. The Music Executive has been here for two years, and now we are in a place where we are getting numbers, honey. So please email me at sentimentalproductions at gmail.com. Otherwise, let's get into the show. This is The Music Executive, a show where we talk about gig tips, music business strategies, songwriting experiences, collabs, and even more with industry professionals. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to The Music Executive. Today we have an amazing Atlanta-based musician who has traveled throughout the country playing. He's been raised in the jazz repertoire, but has gone on to collaborate with many other artists in various different genres. So he's played with people ranging from J.J. Harrison to Charles McPherson. He is an amazing guitarist, arranger, and songwriter. And uh, I think he's on his way to singing. I don't know. We'll see if we can get a song out of him today. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, today we have a dear friend, amazing musician, Dustin Victor. Dustin, what is your favorite TV show? I would say it's probably a tie between... And Practical Jokers and Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, that's okay. That's pretty good. I like Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I do like that one. Can't beat it. (laughs) It's pretty funny. Geez, so today, Dustin, tell us a little bit about where you're coming from when we talk about what we're going to talk about today and let the audience get to know you a little bit better. I started getting into music from my aunt. She used to be a violinist for the Atlanta Symphony. And she also toured with a lot of people with like John Denver and Led Zeppelin and Roger Daltrey from The Who. And she always kind of pushed me into music. She would give me different things. Like I think she gave me like a drum kit when I was eight years old, but I um, uh, rolled around in the bass drum instead of playing it. <laughs> so they or my aunt was just like I guess that's not it but after that I just decided to go with guitar and I fell in love with it pretty much ever since and I just kept on going with it and eventually I wanted to just like pursue it because of my aunt and she taught me basically like the importance of different things that like some not all guitar players I want to say some of them like take for granted like sight reading music and understanding like how to read music and everything that came when like I was just starting and I told her you know I don't understand why classical musicians read music they should just read guitar tab (laughs) and I was 10 years old at the time and she was like what what do you mean and I was like well I guess I'm gonna look at reading music from now on (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm glad I did. And um, yeah, it's led me to some really cool opportunities. I'm looking to do um, more and I'm excited for what's going to come up. Nice. Very nice. So Destin's been, he was really humble with his background story, but Destin is a graduate from Belmont University up in Nashville, Tennessee, and also the University of Louisville in Kentucky. And he's an amazing, amazing musician. So hats off to your aunt who kind of led the way. And I'm sure if you would have stuck with the drums, you would have been an awesome drummer too. (laughs) Because the thing about Destin is he has a great strategy when it comes to practicing. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So some people will say, I don't have a lot of time to practice. So if you have 30 minutes a day to practice, which is actually a good amount of time to get things done, would you say? Yeah, definitely. Let's talk about how we would break that down. Let's talk about the first five minutes. What would that look like? So the first five minutes, I would say, is it could probably range from like just warming up, working on like um, like a big tune or solo or riff. I find that by doing that, it kind of motivates me, like if I'm working on something, to um, dive into it more. And it just kind of like uh, opens up kind of like you're playing and like you're mind thinking about music and everything instead of just doing like warm up drills. Either route is fine. I guess it just kind of depends on what you want to tackle. Like, do you want to tackle, like, proving your technique? Or do you want to work on something like solo or a tune? Or maybe you're working on building your improv chops. Okay, so when you say warm up, what are you saying? I mean, we're talking about guitar for right now, right? Or we're talking, it can be applicable, it can be transferable to any other instrument. But when you're saying warm up, what does that consist of? So with guitar, that really consists of swarming up your muscles and uh, your fretting hand. And that's a hand that pulling the guitar neck in and also your uh, picking hand. By doing that, it just helps from like um, uh, in the long run, having like a bunch of injuries going on. Because like there's some players, they kind of get really tense in their picking hand. And it's just from like just going for like tackling something instead of just like warming up, which is like doing like hand synchronization exercises or like just like practicing a lick with the metronome at a really slow tempo. But by doing that, it will lead to like really bad like um, injury. Like uh, you could hurt your shoulder, you could hurt your uh, back or neck. I know a bunch of players that have done that um, over the years and they like had to get like surgery. Definitely. Regret not doing their warm up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, what happens after the warm up? So, after that, I would say, well, it honestly depends on where you are as a musician. So, like, if you're just starting out, I always tell my students to like go explore some new type of music. And after doing that warm up, just like find another guitar player or artist you really like and Just work on trying to play like them. So you can do that after you warm up. And if you want to do something a little bit more, I don't know, like building your musicianship and like your technique and everything, you can work on sight reading music and also like even more like building up your technique. It just all depends on the type of route you want to do. There's an endless amount of possibilities. (laughs) 
You can tell. Right. Well, if, what, if for you, if you're teaching in, if you're teaching a beginner player and they're looking to learn a song and your lesson is about learning a particular song, how would you tell them to break up their 30 minute, the middle of their 30 minute practice session? So would you say to be learning the riffs of the song or how would you really approach them? Okay, so I would approach it by just learning the riffs of the song because they're a beginner and by learning the riffs, it'll get them that one step closer to kind of being like that uh, musician. And eventually, like with all my students, I really love to kind of teach them to find their own voice as a musician. I think that's super important. I've always kind of strived towards that. That's eventually what we go towards. But with that, like just mainly the riffs. And after they get the riffs, we'll go over probably like tone of whoever's playing guitar. That's another really um, important thing, too. Hmm. Okay, so I want to talk about the finding your voice as a musician. What does that mean when you say that? For me, that really means like taking all your influences and just molding it together into one thing. So that can either be like all guitar players or it could be like taking a couple guitar players and like a couple of other like instrumentalists. Like if someone really likes, I don't know, like a Steve Vai and um, they like Herbie Hancock. Those are like two completely different uh, musicians. But by taking both of those things and combining it, With you as a musician, that's making like something that's really you and it's super individualized because taking both things and you're taking each type of like attribute that they have and you're putting it into yourself. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, we've spent about 20 minutes practicing at this point. So what are we doing in the last 10 minutes? I would say that it really kind of depends again on what your kind of level is and what you're um, trying to do. There's something that I used to do. Someone taught me this a long time ago and it seems really uh, kind of like, I don't know, crazy or something, but like set your timer for like 10 minutes and you just try to play as fast as you can and not really think about what you're doing. When I first started this, it seemed really kind of like, I don't know, just stupid, (laughs) honestly. But like by doing this, it's really actually building up your kind of like muscles and your picking hand and your fretting hand because you're playing so fast. You're not really worrying about anything else. It's really, really uh, effective if you keep on doing it. That's a really great thing for beginners. And it also teaches beginners to like not take it so seriously i feel yeah. like yeah <laughs> it's it's like a really daunting thing to start a new instrument because there's so many different things to explore and especially with guitar because there's like so many different ways you could play a note and it's like all over the neck i would say for the more kind of like intermediate player it really doesn't depend as much i would say like If I'm like working on a song for 30 minutes, I would try to nail doing that song without thinking about all the certain steps that have gone into learning that song. So basically just like without music or maybe just trying to nail the sound. And I'll do that probably for like 10 minutes a day. And 
the most important thing about these practice sessions is like you have to kind of keep in mind where you were. So like the next day, you can be like, oh, I improved right here or I need to work on this because it's all about improvement and getting somewhere new with practice sessions. You don't want to stay in like the one place and uh, just like run in circles over and over again. Yeah, and I think the thing with practicing that we all want is to hear a difference, right? Like yeah. we want to be like, oh, or, or or even feel a difference. Like, oh, that feels easier than it did yesterday. Or, you know, if you sometimes, I know, Dustin, you've told me sometimes when I'm practicing, record yourself and then listen to it and listen to the difference between a week of you playing, right? Yeah. So that's an, uh, another thing. We want to hear and even feel a difference. Sometimes see a difference. You know, if you're watching your technique, you're watching videos of yourself playing. So these are all really good things. Is there anything else you wanted to add? No, that's about it. But for all the viewers out there, you can hit me up on uh, Instagram and you can see me on Jazz Guitar Today. I, I write for them. That's about it. What you're about to hear is a tune called White Out Swag by Dustin Victor. And he has created this tune. It's really fun to listen to, really fun to jam to. So I hope you enjoy it and love music and yoga, y'all. Y'all be easy. Talk to you soon. Don't forget to leave a rating of the show. It helps to make us better. Thanks so much. Y'all take care.